Welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter and my co-host Russ Reese at Vegas Line Reader. How you doing today, man? Oh, I'm feeling great, man. I told everyone I was down in the dumps last weekend. Mm-hmm. You better follow me after I have the worst weekend because last, last weekend I went 5-0, and hit 3-0 and in college football, 2-0 and in NFL. Just seemed like everything was going perfect. It was it was a great weekend. I was telling everybody, all my clients last week, I'm like, yo, guys, I had the flu. I'm out of it. All right. Time to get back to normal. Had a 5-0 and weekend. It was great. So yeah. definitely got to keep the foot on the pedal. Going to keep winners coming. Don't let up here. And uh, we're going to stay focused for you guys. And uh, are there any games you want to talk about this weekend? Yeah, uh, well, first off, Russ, awesome, awesome hot week of picks, Duke, college, and pro. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. follow him at Vegas Line Reader. We're going to ride that hot hand again this week. I'm hoping to jump on board as well, get back on the winning track. But, uh, yeah, that uh, there's a game I want to talk about, the Monday night game, the Kansas City-New mm-hmm. York Giants game, the game that I felt that KC was finally going to show them true self, you know, the – one of the best quarterbacks in the league and Patrick Mahomes was finally going to be able to tear up a, a defense that has not been that good, Russ. And uh, I saw, I saw the evidence, man. Uh, Mahomes mm-hmm. cannot throw a pass to a guy. He was off all night. I know. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, I actually didn't watch the whole game, but I did see some highlights. And right when I did turn it on, I'm because usually a big spread. It's funny that uh, I talked about my five and a weekend, but I totally forgot. Oh, shit. I had the Chiefs. Whenever I have a great absolute weekend, it's like Monday night football. I always just get that one loss on Monday night football. I'm like, damn it. Like close out my weekend. Very nice, you know. Uh, but I turned it on. Kelsey's fallen over. It just seemed out of sync right now. Teams are starting to realize that um, the past couple of years, everybody was giving up the deep ball. So now teams know to play back on these guys. Just don't give up the deep ball. They like Now they have to do the dink and dunk all the time. So that's what's causing the Chiefs. They have to run more plays. So they're going to make some mistakes by running so many plays is the problem right now. Um, these guys, if they just need to be a little more patient and it's difficult because Andy Reed is the problem because he needs to run the ball more for these guys and get Mahomes in the third and shorts more uh, instead of doing everything himself, running all around, getting out of the pocket, which, and I also just want to note that he also got away with a lot of crazy passes. You know how he does the no look passes, mm-hmm. crazy things sure, like that. that. You know, it's not going to keep working out perfectly for him. I mean, I still think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, um, we're going to talk about the Chiefs later in the show. Um, you know how, how I am. I don't uh, really overreact. I mean, we were both pissed we had the Chiefs in that game. So, um, But it's Wednesday now. I've cooled off, and that's when I get back doing the homework and just keep a level head, you know. Um, because it was all it was all the Chiefs offense. They just didn't put up enough not enough numbers. We saw the Giants, they put up 17. Um, so everyone was complaining about the Chiefs defense early in the season. Now all of a sudden they're talking about the Chiefs offense. It's just the Chiefs aren't dominating, is all. That's all. So people are just nitpicking kind of everything, anything that goes wrong when they lose the games. Yeah, well, uh, I was watching the game and Mahomes mm-hmm. just wasn't on target. I mean, Tyreek Hill bailed him out a few times, catching balls that were behind him and everything. And mm-hmm. they're talking about on the telecast that like Tyreek Evans was just like, uh, Tyre- uh, sorry, Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill was, I, uh, 
Yeah, Tyreek Hill was just uh, he just was like bailing. He's just like, well, it's not Mahomes' fault. It's everybody's fault. Blah blah blah. Team rah rah stuff and everything. But I watched the game. Mahomes was throwing balls out of bounds that he's trying to go deep with with Tyreek Hill, and it was just a mess, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised because like he just cannot, you know, find his flow, and he just was inaccurate. And I think that was the most alarming thing to me. But speaking mm-hmm. of alarming, we're gonna get into the DFS world right now. Uh, we're going to bring in our guy, Anthony Servino, and we're going to break down this week. Uh, I got some questions for him as well for the fantasy world. And uh, Anthony, thanks for being on. What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? <laughs> Nothing too much, man. Another football week, another great week to bet on football. Yeah, hopefully. I know I heard you guys talking about the Chiefs. That is it, Mir? The Chiefs have not looked right all year. They have not looked right all year. No. It's been very strange. Mahomes definitely gives really people inaccurate. a lot to talk about when the best team looks terrible, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But I want to get into fantasy football over here. Let's not waste any time over here. I want to get into the quarterbacks over here. There's a guy that I'm eyeing up that I really like uh, this week, and that is uh, a guy that uh, you know has been put up some pretty good points over here, and that's Cousins. How are you feeling about Cousins this week? You know, Cousins had a, a, a letdown last week against Dallas on Sunday night. Um, and normally, Cousins, his record has never been great on Sunday night football or in primetime in general. But he usually shows up uh, with the statistics. And outside of that first drive, they really got nothing going against Dallas. Uh, this is a must-have game for the Vikings. I think Cousins himself, he's going to want to bounce back. I like the matchup against Baltimore. Uh, this is a team coming off their bye, but you know their defense is exploitable. And, and mm-hmm. really, especially in the secondary, and Cousins has enough weapons to do that. So, yeah, I, I can be in on Cousins. I, I like other players uh, at the position a little bit more around uh, where's his price point uh, 6,200. Uh, you know, you can buy up about 600 and go to uh, Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, who's in another bounce back spot. Uh, if you want to go a little bit cheaper, there's guys like, you know, I like Daniel Jones to bounce back this week uh, against Las Vegas or, you know, if Taysom Hill goes against Atlanta. So there are other options. I like a little bit more than cousins, but I wouldn't mind if you play multiple lineups, putting Kirk cousins in there. Yeah. I was here. Sorry. I was curious if you would go as low as uh Bridgewater. Cause I see he's really the only one that has kind of a, um, they usually lighted up the green and the red for who has a good matchup right. and a bad matchup. And it looks like he's the only one that could probably get some garbage points probably in that game. Well, you know, it's Dallas and Dallas. We thought Cousins was going to blow up. He normally plays well against the Cowboys in his career, Mm -hmm. dating back to his Washington days. Uh, This Dallas defense, I I think they're they're not only a lot better than advertised, but I I think they're one of the top units in the NFL at this point. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to have Noah Fant. Uh, he's ruled out. I think he was in a mm. proto, uh, the, the COVID protocol. COVID, so right. that's one of his, you know, weapons. And they're going to be, you know, Sutton and Judy and Patrick are, are, are a nice uh, three wide set. But I think losing fans going to hurt them. Dallas has a, a pretty good run defense. So, yeah, there's going to be garbage time opportunity. I, I just don't know if, if Bridgewater uh, cashes in on it. Now, the spread on the game is 10. I think that's a little bit high. I think Broncos mm-hmm. can cover, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You're speaking my language over there. All right, nice. Well, let's get into the running backs over here. I'm looking at the board over here. I know McCaffrey is out. They put him back on the IR. But in a game where Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like he's playing, is Aaron Jones a must-play this week? Um, Without 
Aaron Rodgers. That's that's big. Like you know, they can win without Devontae Adams. Obviously, I think they're seven and zero without him. But who is this team without Aaron Rodgers? In the past, it has not looked good. Uh, I'm not sure Dan uh, Jordan Love's going to be the answer either. Uh, and it's the Chiefs, but like. We know the Chiefs' defense is bad, but are they going to be bad against a quarterback really making his first NFL start in the regular season? Yeah, so I, I mean, you know, loves loves there. Is he going to be able to, you know, do some damage to this defense? I think there might be a possibility for a sneaky play for Love because there's a little uncertainty with him, but we know how bad this Kansas City defense has been. Yeah, I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on the uh, Titans running backs, like with Peterson and McNichols. Who who do you have your eye on more? Do you think McNichols will still get some catches out of the backfield? Yeah, McNichols is going to be, I think this is going to be more of a two-man show than it was, and McNichols is going to be the passing down back. That's what he does best. Adrian Peterson, once he's up to speed, and, you know, that can be as, as soon as, uh, you know, if he's active this week, you know, they'll they'll run a base package, and Adrian Peterson's been around long enough where he knows what he's doing and, and can run base sets anywhere. Uh, Peterson averaged 3.9 yards per carry and scored seven touchdowns last year with an inefficient Lions offense. The mm-hmm. Titans efficiently run the football. He's not going to be Derrick Henry. He's not going to be close to Derrick Henry, but I, I really like Adrian Peterson in this spot. Like he's wow. a freak of, ne- of nature in terms of age. Yeah, you know, he's like he's like Brady, you know, where I, I think Peterson, of course, he's not going to be elite. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be great. But, you know, could he be slightly above average with that offense and, and, and line? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that can go off after they tear an ACL being a running back right. uh, definitely is a beast. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then in the wide receiver department, who who's a guy that you're eyeing up that we got to play this week? Uh, let's see the must play this week. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, Diggs hasn't really given us that monster game yet. Uh, two weeks ago uh, against Tennessee, he did pretty well on Monday night, uh, week four against Houston. He went over 20 points, but like this could be the game against Jacksonville, uh, where Stefan Diggs blows up and at his price point, 7,700, like you're not going to, you know, Devontae Adams should play. How effective is he going to be with Jordan Love? Uh, Tyreek Hill, like I do not trust Kansas City fantasy assets right now, especially in DFS. Uh, you know, you have Debo going against Arizona. Like if you want the top tier receiver this week, it's it's uh, Jamar Chase or Stephon Diggs. Nice. I was curious if you like uh, Tajay Sharp as a sleeper at all this week. I, I, I do. Tajay Sharp saw the targets last week without Calvin Ridley. Unfortunately, Calvin Ridley's uh, done with football for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tajay Sharp should take over that number one receiver role, uh, you know, on the outside. Gage plays the slot. So, I, you know, I, I don't hate the matchup. The Saints, that defense is good, but you can throw on them. So if you want a really cheap one receiver play, yeah, you can definitely take a shot on Tajay Sharp. I think he had like five catches. Nice. Yeah, that, I was a little worried about since the Saints have good cornerbacks. So I actually didn't know Gage played the uh, slot. So maybe he might be a better play because I don't know um, who's going to be matched up against them. You know, like Cordell Patterson is like the only thing I want to touch from Atlanta. Him, you know, you got Pitts and the, mm-hmm. the, the real sneaky play. Uh, if you look at the trends when Ridley was out, 
they get Hayden Hurst more involved. So we see a oh lot God. of two yeah, tight end yeah. sets and Hayden Hurst. Even in that week game against the Jets, Lee Smith, who's a primary blocking tight end in his career, he got caught a couple passes. But Hayden Hurst in fantasy, like if you need a, if you want to start watching, you know, sleepers as we get closer to the, you know, second half of the fantasy season, Hayden Hurst should be picked up because I, I think he is going to operate more of an, as a wide receiver or the primary tight end. Will they use Pitts? more at the wide receiver spots. Nice. Is there any uh, defenses that you would recommend as a value play? Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Why not take a shot? 2,300. Nice. One, the, the, the third wow. lowest on the board. They're getting a first-time quarterback. I mean, as bad as this defense is, when you got like the Honey Badger – you know, he can make plays happen. And I, and I just think it's a good spot for Kansas City. Uh, and they're, if you're ever going to use them this year, it, it's it's now. Yeah, they yeah they think they gave up like 20 points the last two games on average. So yeah, yeah. it looks like they're starting to show signs that they're playing. So I also want to talk about a defense as well. Uh, I was looking on the board for the most part. And I was looking at the uh the eagles uh do you see them being possibly a viable option at home this week after having a good showing last week against i know the lines weren't that good but is that a defense you would consider taking a chance on i'm a little bit worried because it's the chargers and uh they have a lot of weapons and this could be a game where maybe yeah they got the chargers this, year, this week right? yeah they have the Chargers yeah. this week yep yeah Chargers haven't looked good. Herbert hasn't looked good. And this might be a game where Herbert gets back on track because you can Mm -hmm. exploit this Philly uh, defense. Um, But if you think that the Chargers are still going to struggle, which can happen, then, yeah, use Philly. But I I think I'd rather go down to Kansas City or, you know, some of these other teams in that Philly spot. Uh, I'm sorry. I got to say something. Chris, you better not be drinking any Kool-Aid over there. man. No, no. Actually, no. This was a test. I'm sorry. I I don't like the Eagles at all this week. I just wanted to see if he caught the bait, but he didn't. I I like what he says. I like Herbert to tear up this off uh, defense this week. Yeah, Anthony, don't don't hesitate to say something back. Yeah, you can say something back. He said something out land, just say, yo, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? This Eagles defense stinks. <laughs> they, they do play good at home. I, I, I'll say that. They do play yeah. better at home. <laughs> no, that was that was just throwing a little line out there. That's all right. You said all the right things, Anthony. I love it. But before you go, give me two plays that we got to play this week. Let's see. Two must plays this week. Uh, let's go to the running back position. And Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is due to bounce back, and they're getting Cincinnati. Look what Michael Carter did to Cincinnati. I think he had like nine or ten catches, uh, you know, a career game, and that was with the New York Jets and Mike White. Uh, Nick Chubb coming off of one of his worst games of the year. It was his first game off injury, and it was against Pittsburgh, so tough matchup. Nick Chubb should really blow up uh against the uh Cincinnati Bengals and I'm going to stay in that matchup and I'm going to give you a value wide receiver play nice. uh and that value wide receiver play is Tyler Boyd and and Tyler Boyd got going uh last week against the Jets and uh you know I think it was that last touchdown catch it put him mm-hmm. over four and a half receptions which yeah. he has been going under and I had the over so I'm not really uh too happy about that but Boyd gets the Browns this week and in his career Tyler Boyd has four touchdowns in his past six games. And I believe he has over 10 fantasy points in like in all but like two or three games. And he's played a lot against them, like over like close to 10 games. Like he just crushes the, the, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And yeah. I also, speaking of the uh, Cincinnati, anyway, Higgins was having himself a nice day as well. Yeah. So he was a guy that I was watching that game pretty uh, close, but Higgins was having some good plays as well. But uh, Anthony, where can they find you? 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru and over at FFFaceoff.com. All right, that's Anthony Servino, the Real NFL lot, Guru, getting you ready for DFS. Thanks a lot, man. See you later, guys. Good luck. All right, take it easy. All right, and that is Anthony Servino, the NFL Guru. You like that little uh, bait I threw at him over there? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, I like that Bengals talk too, because Chase is getting a lot of attention now, so he's mm-hmm. probably opening up the field, and now the guys running some shorter routes are getting a lot of the action now, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, uh, you know, everything's, everything's been clicking with their offense. They just got really caught up in a, in a kind of a dead spot, even though I kind of felt like at that point, this is a young team that's going to put their foot on the pedal, but maybe they're starting to smell themselves a little bit here, Russ. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And don't worry, we'll be talking about the Eagles later. Oh, of course. I'll be, I'll be yeah. I was going to see you. where he was going at there, but he threw right <laughs> off the bag things that Herbert's going to throw on him a little bit. We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about with that game. And Herbert throwing of the, game, the Eagles? No way. Well, we got we got a lot to talk about, Russ. We got the whole card, man. That's the good thing about the show, man. We, yep, we break wait. down this entire card, man, and that's what we're going to do here for the people because everyone's going to be betting NFL Sunday, and you know we do not want to leave out one game here, and let's just get off to the point over here. It's Thursday night football coming here. We got the, the talk of the week over here, the New York football Jets over here at oh, the Colts. Uh, the line is at 10. The over-under is 46 and a half for us. Where are you going with this game for this Thursday night snoozer? You know, I hate big spreads, so I'm going to go with the under in this game. Uh, Jets coming off a perfect game last week on offense, mm-hmm. scoring like 37 points in that game. Um, so I see them coming back to reality on offense. Then we have Carson Wentz, who was given up a turnover for a touchdown in the last two games. And then, uh, so it went struggling. I just feel like that these guys are going to be running the ball a lot more because Carson Wentz has looked bad these past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll get back to the running game. Like I said before, these Thursday games, they just start off real slow and boring. Um, I could just see this. You're playing a bad team. You're going to play with this bad team just to play as bad as them. Uh, so I see an ugly game. Um, 24-13 type of game. Um, I'll take the under. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's an undergame run all over it. Uh, if I'm leaning aside, I'm going to lean the Colts here. Um, we mm-hmm. talked about this before. The Jets pretty much played a flawless game last week and just still barely won. Um, they're a bad team, Ross, at the end of the day. And Mike White just played unreal. Nobody knew what he was about. And now mm-hmm. there's a little bit of film footage on him now that we can get some tape on. Uh, Frank Wright's a pretty good coach. He's not he's not the best coach, but he's pretty solid. But Frank mm-hmm. Wright in his career is 10-2 and two as a favorite versus a foe off a straight-up win, especially like a bad team like this. And the Colts are 8-0 off a straight-up fave loss. I mean, that, you know, uh, the Colts do bounce back in these kind of situations. And what, what better chance to bounce back against a really bad Jets team? So I'll take the Colts minus 10, but I really do like that under as well. Yeah, I just got to throw it out there. Did you see uh, Carson Wentz at the end of the game last week, or did you miss it? Oh, no. I saw multiple things with him. Did you, you, well, you th- see his interceptions run for a touchdown? Yeah, the one where he was in the uh, end zone. He kind of like just shot. I, I love I love how you say the one. Like, you know that there's multiple bad plays. You say the one where he did this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that Carson Wentz is known for multiple bad plays, unfortunately, because he tries to do too much. You know, he just doesn't take the sack. He'll, he'll try and throw it away and spin around, and then he gets picked off. He got picked off like two times that game that was yeah. uh, when he has a turnover it's usually for a touchdown that's the usually problem. it is it's it's not a it's not a good sign at all and uh the next game speaking of uh not a good sign we got the bills at the jaguars talk about a big line over here 
It's uh, up to 14 and a half the Jags are getting, and the over-under, Russ, is 48 and a half. What are we doing with this, Russ? Yeah, this the, I usually always have a game every week, and this is the one game I'm probably going to avoid completely because um, I could just see both the spread and over-under kind of just matching up. I see Josh Allen. Um, he scored 30 points or more in five of seven games this year, so I can see him getting around 30 points in this game. And then I just don't know what the Bills' defense will do. Um if they'll give up 14 points and actually play defense or are they going to let Lawrence get 20 points and just give up a garbage touchdown? So I feel like it's going to be like that garbage touchdown or they shut them down at the end of the game. It's going to come down to a final play of just absolute bullshit. So um, this is a game I'm just going to avoid. And I kind of just want your opinion, what you think is going to happen in this game. Uh, I already locked in a play for this game, believe it or not, at the beginning nice. of the week. I got a play I really like here. Uh, I'm all about the under for this game. I originally okay. locked in at 49 and a half. Since then, it's dropped down a point right now. Uh, the under for Jags is 5-0 and in the last five games after against the spread of the loss, and also 4-0 for the under versus a team with a winning record. Uh, the Bills' defense this year ranked number one in total yards allowed and mm. passing yards allowed, also first in points uh, scored against and second in the entire NFL in takeaways. This defense is getting nasty again with McDermott. Uh, this Jags team just runs the ball, and they're going to have a hard time running the ball here as well. Uh, the Jags are 27th in the NFL in scoring points here. You're really looking at are the Bills going to score over 40 points? Mm-hmm. I, nah, don't I don't think, think so. I don't think they. I don't think they're going mm-hmm. to this. Don't game. mess I think with this them. Is just a get out of dodge kind of game. I think mm-hmm. the defense still comes out and plays well. I think there's going to be a lot of fits here, especially with Lawrence here. I think he's going to try and do too much. Turnovers will happen. I'm all about the under in this game. I locked it in early this week. If you go on the Sharp app and you're a member of the Discord. You already saw me plot that play in right now, under 49.5. I still like it under 48.5, but give me the mm-hmm. under, Russ. This is a good game where uh, you know the Bills aren't going to put it on too much enough where they're going to score enough to go over on this game, and I don't see the Jags scoring more than 14 points this game. So, that's what I like uh, to hear. The the sharp, sharp, that's the sharp way to bet those unders. You know, you know everyone loves the rush of the overs, but unders are the way to go if you want to make some money. Absolutely, you're right about that. And let's get into another game over here. Uh, we got the Patriots at the Panthers, and we got that at uh, Panthers are plus three and a half. The over-under is 41, Russ. Um, this is a game I'm actually going to say give me the Patriots team total under, and it should be at around 23 points, guys. Okay. Um, this is where we sell high on the Patriots offense here. Mac Jones, he's averaged 34 points per game the last four weeks. He is an average quarterback. Last week, they put up a lot of points because the Chargers rushing defense is just so bad. Um, The Panthers defense doesn't have a weakness, so it will be a different kind of story here in this game. Um, They don't have a weakness like the Chargers did because I was kind of thinking that the Patriots wouldn't score that much last week, but they still put up some points. Mac Jones still had a bad game in that game, but the run game just dominated. That's not going to happen against against the Panthers. They've played solid all season on defense, except for one game. I think uh, they were on the road against the Cowboys, which are a high-powered offense. Mm -hmm. This is a basic offense with the Patriots. Um, This might actually be a big play for me later in the week. I really like this Patriots under 23 points here because I could just see this being a very low scoring ugly game Um, I like the under but I'm just so confident that the Patriots are giving points too Um, if Darnold played in this game I'd probably take the Panthers to getting points at home against the Patriots Um, but Patriots under 23 points I love this 
Is Darnold not playing this week? Uh, he may not play. I'm not 100% what's going on with that situation. So that's kind of something I got to wait and see because I guess he's in the concussion protocol. Yeah, he is in concussion protocol right now. We're both kind of on the same page here. I love the mm-hmm. under as well, under 41 for the entire game. Uh, the under is 5-1 and one in the Panthers' last six, six games following against the spread win, and we know how rare those have been coming nowadays, these against the spread wins. Uh, the Patriots' defense, they've been better on the road, being ranked 7th row DVOA for defense, and Carolina's a, the 5th ranked DVO defense as well. These are two defenses that get after it, and that's why I like the under here as well. Nice. So the next game is the Broncos at the Cowboys, and we have, let's see, the line is officially minus 9, and the over-under is 49.5. Nice. Yeah, I got the Broncos here. Cowboys, they've actually covered all of their games. They're 7-0 against the spread. So I looked back in the previous seasons and noticed that the best against the spread teams by the end of the season, they hit about 70%. That's for the best absolute team that always ends up at the top. So, of course, they're at 100% right now. So if you're looking at the rest of the games, their Cowboys are going to hit probably about 50% of the rest of the games against the spread the rest of the season because first half of the season, then you get to the second half of the season, they start overvaluing the Cowboys. So they're giving a lot of points now. It seems like a lot of points, you know, minus nine points is a lot. Um, so uh, this is a spot where everything, everyone sees that Von Miller, that he's traded. So everyone's going to overreact to this game. But I just feel like it's one of those games with Teddy Bridgewater. I just, he hasn't, the past couple of weeks, he hasn't really done anything. But I just see the Cowboys. If you watch that game with the Cowboys last week, they were missing their starting quarterback and the defense, they, were jacked up. They were playing perfect. When you have an emotional game like that in a night game where they're jacked up, and now I just feel like they're just not going to, the defense isn't going to play as well in this game. They're just, it's going to be kind of a down kind of thing. I see like a shootout 34 27 type of game. I think Bridgewater can do enough as he's got oh, Jerry wow. Judy back. Yeah. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I could definitely see the Broncos covering this spread. 27 points from the Broncos? No, the Cowboys, Cowboys are still an average team when it's like saying like, I mean, the Bengals of last week, they gave up 37 points to the Jets. It's it's all about the motivation. Cowboys aren't motivated to play a non-conference team in the Broncos here. So we don't even know what's going on with Dak too. He's coming back from injury. They could be running the ball a lot more in this game too. You know, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, and just just for the people anyway, the Broncos mm-hmm. team total over is 19 and a half and the juice minus 125 on the over. So that is pretty interesting to see, Russ. So it looks like you're on the right mm-hmm. side with that. Uh, I'm personally staying away from this game. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't really like a side too much. Uh, I like the Broncos with you last week. I thought that was a really good play. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That game was tough enough to cover as it was. So I'm kind of on the fence with Teddy Bridgewater with what he could really do. He's been kind of captain checked down for the most part. So I'm staying away from it. But I'll roll with you with the Broncos there. So we'll go with that for sure if I have to pick a side. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Uh, the next game we got is the Las Vegas Raiders at the New York Giants. The Giants are getting three points. The over-under is 46 and a half. Uh, I actually like the Giants here. Um, They're starting to show signs that they can actually play defense like they did last year. That's how they were actually playing close in games and winning games last year. 
Um, Raiders are a team I just don't trust as a favorite. I always say that every week. Mm-hmm. Um, Rugs actually ended up getting the DUI. He actually yeah, killed someone or whatever. So it seems like this team is just an absolute mess. He's He was just released. Um, he was actually a guy that was actually playing well for them. He would open mm-hmm. up on deep plays and open up the field for the team. And they, that's why Carr has been doing so well this season. But with him out, teams don't have to worry about that deep ball. And especially the Giants, they actually have good cornerbacks. So you saw, um, I was going to mention that with the Giants, they actually have good cornerbacks. So that's why they kind of shut down Mahomes last week. They're starting to show signs that they're playing defense. Um, I like the Giants here. I think they went out right. I got them 24 to 20 here. Yeah, Russ, I'm right there with you. I like the Giants nice. as well, plus three. I also really like the under 47 and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. The under is 6 one in Giants games. The last seven games is a home underdog, and it's also 7-0 with the under in their last eight home games. So they they buckle down at home. Their defense comes out when they're at home for the most part. And the Raiders, they're owned four in their last four road games versus a team with a losing home record. So it seems like they don't take these games too seriously when they face teams that can't really win at home. And then with all this turmoil that's going on with, you know, the Raiders as well, this just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a spot that they're really up for. And the giants are hungry. They, you know, they played tough against KC and uh, you know, I think, I think the giants are definitely a live dog here. So I'm right there with you. I'm all about the G men here. Plus three. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders have a good record right now and you don't see uh, many teams make the playoffs when you lose your head coach and now you're losing uh, your best wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, So things are just going to start crumbling for these guys. And Jacobs, he's hurt. He's always questionable. He's been banged up all season. These guys don't. And Waller too. Exactly. Yeah. These guys are beat up as hell. So I would definitely, I'll take a home dog all day against them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this game is pretty intriguing to me. I want to get your thoughts on it. We mm-hmm. get the Vikings at the Ravens. The line is currently at minus six, and the over-under is 50. Where are we going with this, Russ? Mm-hmm. I would say this is probably my second to least favorite game, too, exactly, because okay. this this and that Bills game were my least favorite. I was literally staring at this game forever, trying to think of angles on how to pick this, but um, I'm actually going to go with the over here. Um, the Ravens, they were embarrassed a couple weeks ago to the Bengals. Uh, they only scored 17 points in that game. Um, so now they're coming off a bye, so they should be focused for this game. I like when this Ravens team is focused because uh, they had a bad loss early in the season, week one against the Raiders in a night game. And then the next week they played tough against the Chiefs. They ended up putting 36 points up in that game. Um, the Vikings' uh, best pass rusher, uh, Daniel Hunter, He's actually out for the season. These guys were leading the NFL in sacks. Of course, another lucky thing that happens for the Cowboys during the game. They lose him for the season. Um, just feels like everything's been going the Cowboys way this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a non-conference type of game, and the Vikings didn't play well as well. So I just I, th- I could see a 30 to 24 type of game. The Ravens win this. Yeah. Uh I'm also with you on the over. I really like the over here. The Ravens are ranked 29th in the NFL in defensive DVOA at home this year. So at home, they have not been a good defense. And they're ranked 23rd in uh, ranked past DVOA this season. So the past defense has not been that well. Uh, the Vikings are ranked second on, on offensive uh, on offense on the road DVOA this season, which is they've been a much better team offensively on the road. One of the best offensive teams in the NFL on the road this year. 
I actually really like the Vikings here. Now that's up to six. It's getting a lot of public steam right here. Uh, I think it could probably even go up to seven. Uh, I think there's very good opportunity for a backdoor cover with Cousins here as well as he's slinging it with his weapons and everything else. Uh, I'm a believer in the Vikings this week. Uh, there, There's no stock you can buy at this low than the Vikings with that game they lost against the Cowboys with the backup quarterback and everything. There's, no one's going to be taking the Vikings. The line's going to keep going up, and I'll be more than happy to grab those points with the Vikings because this past defense for the Ravens has not been that great, and I'll take advantage of that with a guy that can sling it around a little bit with Cousins. So uh, mm -hmm. he needs to prove something this week after losing that game. and This might be the right spot for him. So give me the Vikings plus six, and I love that over as well, Russ. Mm -hmm. I had that highlighted as well. I love that over. I just want to throw in something with Cousins. I just feel like there's always every season, like you know how everyone just starts bashing them. I feel mm -hmm. like it's always happens when it ends up being like a couple games. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. that type of quarterback that like, oh, this guy had a bad game. I never see right. him like, you know what I mean? Like he's one of those guys that has like a couple bad games. So I just feel like this might be his second bad game in a row. And I right. know that their next game is at home or something. I just feel like, I don't know. I just have a feeling I, in the past, I just remember, uh, doesn't it seem like he always has a couple bad games and then he's the hot take of, uh, the couple weeks or whatever. Sure. It sure. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, Oh, I gotta be better. And I gotta start throwing the ball more or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> but some nonsense. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Ravens rushing defense hasn't been that well either. So that's definitely, I could see if cook gets going in that game too, as well. Yeah, I just I just feel like the with their defense that hasn't been really that great, which has been kind of like a public staple for the most part that their defense has always been good. I, I just feel like it's kind of, you know, not there right now. And I think it's a good spot for that offense to attack. So that's why I like them with the points here. But the next yeah. game, I'm oh, go on. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I would side with you taking points because it's tough to lay points in a game where you got two good teams anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So the next game, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. It is up to minus two and a half. The over under us is 46 and a half. Yeah, uh, this is a tough game, too. But I do actually like the under here. Um, picking a spread wise, it's a very tough game. But because uh, both teams definitely want this game badly. And I hate when teams are definitely both motivated. But that's why I think I love the under in this type of playoff type of game. Um, this is kind of like last week. I talked about the Browns and Steelers where I told everybody to take the under. Um, the past two matchups were shootouts last year. So we got the same thing here. The mm -hmm. Browns and Bengals had two shootout games last year. So the public sees that they had shootouts. But mm -hmm. these two teams actually have good defenses. And it's a division game. Baker Mayfield hasn't been the same at all. And I just feel like the Bengals are just going to play defense a game here. Um, and they gave up a ton of points last week, 37 points to the Jets. So, you know, the defense is going to want to get right here. Um, the Browns being on the road, too. I could just see them running the ball a lot in this game. So definitely give me the under here, 20 to 17 type of game. Yeah, like I like that mentality you have there with the under, but I'm gonna give you a side over here. I'm going with the Bengals minus two and a half. Uh, I got some I got some trends here that you could like over here as well. Zach Taylor in division games at home is seven and one against the spread, off a loss versus a greater than a four hundred percentage team. This will be their first home division game after a straight up loss this year, so that's gonna be something to look at. I think that's a good spot for the Bengals here, and the Bengals are also four zero in their last four games following a straight up loss as well. So. Uh, Zach Taylor has shown good resiliency coaching this team after a loss. 
And this is a good spot to get right in a division game. And uh, I like that under, but I'll take the Bengals minus two and a half. Nice. Uh, next game, Falcons at Saints. Uh, Saints are at minus six. The over-under us is 42. What do you got for me for this game? Nice. Yeah, um, I, this is another team I, I'm down on. I love getting to fade the Saints when they're a favorite. So I got the Falcons here. Uh, Saints are coming off a big emotional win versus the Bucks last week. It was a huge game for them. Mm-hmm. They were going nuts. I was watching the end of that game. Um, now they are favored. Um, they lost Winston for the season. So now we have Taysom Hill in his first start. And then this team also got bad news with Michael Thomas being out for the season. That's terrible news. Um, this is a division game. I can see the Falcons keeping this game close easily. Uh, 23 to 20 type of game. I could just see the Falcons keeping this close. Yeah, uh, I hate to say it, but I love the Falcons this game. Uh, you're gonna good. get an opportunity. Nice. You're gonna get an opportunity with the Saints team. That who's out there? Simeon or Trevor Simeon? I don't even know who's even out there at this point. I think Taysom Hill might be starting this week. Okay, well that's a lot yeah. of the run game, so you're not gonna see mm-hmm. too much throwing over there. So the game plan will be different. Uh, yeah. The Saints, their own four in their last four games, following against the spread win. Uh, the Falcons are 9-1 off a straight-up against the spread loss, f- allowing less than 20 points. Double revenge is here for the Falcons, Russ. This is a game mm-hmm. that Matt Ryan and them take a lot of pride in. Uh, this seems like a part, uh, you know, Saints just trying to get through this game. I think I think the Falcons are going to take this game very seriously, especially Matt Ryan. He's been a little more juiced up on the sidelines, you know, for, mm-hmm. for a team that's not really doing anything. He's put a lot out there, you know, and I can really respect that. The Saints do have the better stats here. But with both quarterbacks, just you well, I mean, Taysom Hill now it seems like he's going to be playing. So I guess that'll be it. Um, this is just a good spot after a disappointing Panthers game, which we had the Panthers last week. No problem. They pretty much dominated the game. Um, I have no problem taking the Falcons here. And I and this line's gonna keep going up. Might even be able to get this at seven, but I love it at plus six. The Falcons are not a good team. I get that, but you gotta pick your spots wisely. And I think this is a great spot to take the Falcons. Maybe mm-hmm. even a live dog. You never know. You know, the Matt Ryan probably really wants to win this game. So give me the plus six with the Falcons. Definitely. Uh, next game we got here is the Texans at the Dolphins. And that is minus six and a half Dolphins over under 46 and a half. Yeah, this is one of these games. I actually I like the Texans here, but I mean, I don't know what the story is with this game with Tyrod Taylor, if they're going to sit him out again for this game. So mm-hmm. if this if Davis Mills starts, I'm not going to touch this game. But if Tyrod Taylor does play, I actually love this game. Um, the Dolphins are just one of those teams that are just having a rough season. A, a rough season. I remember the Vikings. They kept having a rough season last year, and every time they played bad teams, they just played them close. And this is how I feel in this game. It's just like they're not – Tua isn't a type of quarterback that's going to blow a team out, you know what I mean, and win by double yeah. digits. Every game's going to win, and if they win, it's going to win ugly. So um, give me the Texans here. Uh, I'm actually on the opposite side with you here. Mm-hmm. As far as we talked about this before, Ross, this was kind of thing we went into with the Colts before, you know, bad mm-hmm. teams covering. Can they cover again? Texans won the worst teams in the league. They had that crazy, crazy backdoor cover where they got an onside kick, all sorts of nonsense. They still covered the game. Uh, I'm not in love with this game. I do like the under a lot in this game. Uh, the Dolphins, they have the third worst offensive DVOA at home this year. You talked about them. They don't really blow out that many teams that often. The Dolphins have been 2-5-1 against the spread this year. Um, 
this just seems like a good spot where they could finally cover here for the most part. I know the offense hasn't really been that good at home, but this is a really bad Texans team. They have the worst offenses DVOA on the road this season, the Texans. Uh, the Texans are 1-4 against the spread in their last five games following against the spread wins. So I talked about before, you know, this is a really bad team. Uh, they mm-hmm. cover, they don't cover again. So if I had to take somebody, I would take the Dolphins, but the under is more of my play, but this is more of a stay away for me. Yeah, I'm not going to argue uh, sides taking the Texans, so I'll, I'll find a better <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to fight me harder um, with Davis Mills. Yeah, but just to throw it out there with the Dolphins, uh, last year they were the actually the best team against the spread. They were like 12-5, and 13-5, and five, and look at them uh-huh. now. They're 2-5 and five against the spread. Everything always evens out, guys, so that's why you always you want to buy – I can't even talk now. It's all about treating teams as a stock. You got the Dolphins playing great against the spread. You know they're eventually going to come down to earth. That's how I'm saying with the uh, Cowboys. They're not going to be winning every single spread because even this Broncos game, probably the next couple games, you're going to start seeing them in double-digit spreads, You know, even higher Mm -hmm. than this Broncos when they play worse teams. So uh, Cowboys aren't the type of team that blow you out of the water. You know what I mean? They don't have a top-10 defense or whatever. So. Uh, just throwing that out there for the future of the season. So no, absolutely, it's some definitely good advice there. You know, everything balancing out at the end of the day. The bookmakers know all this. How much mm-hmm. you're covering? This is all going to get balanced out. You know, not everything's fifty mm-hmm. fifty, but you know, these teams can't mm-hmm. make these kind of runs with against the spread forever. Even the best ones. I mean, it's right. just it's just the way it is. It's the law of averages. It's mm-hmm. these books. You know, they they know what they're doing and they figure out ways of getting that edge. And that's that's how they do it. But the next game I want to get into, we talked about earlier, is the Chargers at the Eagles. The line is currently, I had it at two and a half. Let's see where we have it at. Now it's two. Uh, Eagles are plus two, over under 50, Russ. Where are we going? Plus two, or minus two, minus six, minus 10. I don't give a damn what the hell the spread is here, Chris. Give me the Chargers. Eagles, bad team, coming off a blowout win. They've only taken advantage of bad teams with wins. They beat the Falcons, the Lions. They got a lucky win against the Panthers in that one game. Chargers, their only weakness is their rush defense. Do you really trust the Eagles are going to run the ball? Everyone thinks, I'm hearing all this talk like, oh, we ran it down the Lions' throat. This guy's a terrible coach. He isn't going to run the ball here. Herbert's going to score some touchdowns. He's going to get nervous. Mm -hmm. He's going to start passing the ball, and it's going to get ugly. This is a bad spot because the Chargers, I know that they're making the playoffs this year. They're coming off two straight losses. You got a good quarterback, probably top 10 quarterback, coming off a couple bad games where they did nothing. This is just a good spot here, get right game for the Chargers, playing a team in the Eagles who are a team that's only going to win six, maybe seven games on the season. The Eagles aren't a good team, bad coaching, penalties, those stuff come into play against good teams. So definitely like the Chargers here. I'll take them minus two. Yeah. Uh, Chargers, they're ranked fifth in passing yards this year. Eagles are ranked 27th in passing yards allowed. It's just a huge mismatch there in general. The Chargers are 4-0 on the over the last four road games versus a team with a losing home record. That's the Eagles. The Eagles are ranked 30th ranked home DVOA defense this year. They've been terrible on defense, especially at home. One of the worst at home. And now the Chargers have been slightly better on the road with their defense. So their defense has been able to travel a little bit more while the Eagles defense is at home. It's been absolutely atrocious. Eagles, 
coming off some big win against a terrible Lions team where Howard scores you two touchdowns. It's just silly nonsense. Uh, Chargers are coming off not just two losses, two losses against the spread. Uh, this is a great spot. You're talk about buying somebody low. You're buying the Chargers as low as possible as you can this mm-hmm. season. And this isn't a trap. I'm sorry. There's there's a lot of public perception that the Eagles are coming back here. Like they played really well. They dominated. It's silly nonsense. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's you know, I know this Eagles defense is not that good. And they just cut one of their linebackers. Uh, they just sent them off one of their starters. You can't imagine they're going to throw somebody in good there on top of that. It's just, it's bad news. Give me the chargers. Russ, I wish you had the Arnold Schwarzenegger gold chargers. <laughs> exactly. You need I that mean, sound on the soundboard. Yeah. What do you, what do they think? Boston Scott is going to start carrying the ball 10 to 15 times a week and dominate teams. No, they played the lions. The Lions just didn't show up at all. And the Eagles looked great because the Eagles, they were in the dumpster, man. Everybody was bashing them. They had to come out and play in this game. They're going to be overmatched in this next game. So uh, definitely like the chargers here. Yeah. Don't mind the West coast, East coast swing. They could play in China. Yeah, I don't care where not, they play. Not, the chargers not are going to kill these guys. Two games. You're not, you're definitely focused on this game. You know, you got to win this game. So. Yeah. Talk about a get right game. This is, mm-hmm. this is where Herbert might go over 300 yards and, mm-hmm. and have like three touchdowns. This game, yeah. it's, it's going to be pretty nasty. And we'll, we'll be all over. It'll be Gannon's uh, turn this week. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be an ugly one. But on to the next game, though. We have the Arizona Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, the current line is plus one and a half 49ers. The over-under rust, 45. This is a tough game, but I actually like the 49ers here. I just feel like they're the more desperate team here. I see that they're three and four on the season. I see the Vikings had a step or uh, taking a step back with losing their best pass rusher. So they were one of the teams getting close to the wild card. I just feel like if the 49ers get this win here, um, they'll get their confidence back and they, they're going to get even more confidence back. Cause it looks like uh Kittle might actually come back. So they've been losing all these games without Kittle. Who's their best receiver out there. I mean, Debo Samuels had a great season, but Kittle's the man out there. They need him out there. He scores touchdowns. Yeah. Um, the last three meetings, the 49ers have actually held Kyler Murray under 24 points. So if they could hold him uh, to a limited amount of points, I think the 49ers at home could come away with this game. And we had the 49ers early in the season. It was an ugly 17-10 to 10 game. I think Garoppolo can just do enough as the Cardinals – uh, losing Watt too. It doesn't look like their pass rush is getting as well. So 24, 21 type of game. I'll take the 49ers here to win out. Right. Yeah. This is a game. I just don't like, uh, mm-hmm. I, like you, I love the 49ers that one week, but that was probably the worst coaching performance I ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like in the season, this season, bottom line, Shannon's usually a pretty coach, but he, his coaching game has not been good of the last few games. I'm kind of concerned of what he's doing out there with the game plans. He's just lucky Garoppolo ran in for a couple of touchdowns against the Bears. That, they had no <laughs> right winning that game against the Bears, which is crazy enough to say, but they really didn't at the end of the day. Um, just the Arizona Cardinals, they still have been dominant on both sides of the ball. They have the better DVOA offense on the road, and they're dominant defense at home and on the road. So, that defense has been traveling and being very good at home. It's just so hard for me to take the 49ers in this spot because it's 
I don't. I just don't think the coaching's there. But I mean, I see where you're coming from. They had a shot of winning that game, or we're not even winning that game, but at least covering that game. And just he just did too much with Trey Lance. Maybe he tightens up a little bit this game, so mm-hmm. it could be a good spot for the Forty ers But this is pretty much a stay away game for me. Yeah. So it was like the Cardinals played the Forty ers earlier in the season. I was like, if the Cardinals win this, then I know they're a legit team. Yeah. We so they ended that. up winning that game. So this is the type of game here. If the 49ers win, I'll know they're legit and actually going to make a wild card here and they could go on a little run. If they lose this game, I just three and five is just a killer. That's why I just feel like it's just such a desperate game for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not, I don't, I feel probably just like you, nothing crazy about Mm it. Um, but I just feel like they'll probably, it'll be one of those things I talk about and they'll probably win, but yeah, probably um, put my money down. I'm not. This is something I'm not making as a big move for the week is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I hear you. I know it's like one of those ones you talked about all week and then it mm-hmm. happened. But it's yeah. just I, I I, want no parts of this game. There's plenty of other games I can sweat. This will be mm-hmm. an unnecessary sweat of a game for me. Mm-hmm. But the next game over here, there's been a lot of news with this game over here. We got the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are now laying seven and a half and the over-under is 48, Russ. What are we doing here? Yeah, this is one of the games that I, I had a huge list of notes and everything. I'm like, here we go. And then I turn the TV on. I'm like, Rodgers ain't playing. I'm like, son of a bitch. I got to d- erase half this stuff here. <laughs> but um, switching over since the Chiefs are favored in this game, I, I'm not going to take them as a minus seven favorite. No way. Um, but I do like the Chiefs over 27 and a half points. I'm hearing all week the hot takes how the Chiefs offense isn't good and they're cooked. They're not doing anything, but it's only been two games. Chiefs are actually ninth in offensive points per game, even after all the bad luck and all the terrible games that they've had the last couple games. So it's pretty crazy that they're ninth in points per game. So that's why people are just nitpicking at this team. Uh, So coming off of those two bad performances, uh, where did they score three and then they scored 20. So I'm taking this a high powered offense after they're scoring 12 points per game. Basically, um, I love this over. I think they're going to get the 30 here easily against Green Bay uh, because love isn't going to be able to move the ball. They're going to kind of run the ball and get stopped because the Chiefs are starting to show signs of defense. But I just feel like Mahomes, he's pissed. I got a stud quarterback after two bad performances. I'm taking the over on his points all day long. And the funny part is I was going to throw in like this game was a pick em type of game. It's just funny how everybody's bashing the Chiefs offense. Uh, I said they're ninth in points per game. Look at the Packers. They're like 16th in points per game. They're like uh, 24 points per game. So you're you're bashing a guy who's ninth in the NFL in the top 10. Uh, but everyone just sees the past couple of weeks. Everyone's going nuts. You know what I mean? Because it was on Monday Night Football too. So mm-hmm. um, uh, public, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take the Chiefs over in their points for this week. Uh, I'm actually kind of the opposite end of you. I actually mm-hmm. originally, when everything was fine with Rodgers and everything was good, I originally liked the under 54 points for the game. I felt like that was a little mm-hmm. too high. Uh, after watching, you know, Mahomes play the last couple games. It's not even just like 
a bad luck. It's been he hasn't been throwing to the right spots. Like he's known for that deep ball that gets to like drops right in and everything. That ball is going out of bounds. I mean, he's throwing balls to the side. I mean, Tyreek bailed him out a few times. You know, I from what I saw, I liked what I saw in the run game with Gore. I thought Gore looked really good, actually. I was really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, the under, I just really like here. Even with love, without love, it didn't really matter. I liked it with Rodgers. Green Bay under is 5-0 and in the last five after a straight-up win and also 5-0 and with the under after against the spread win. So, you know, clamping in, trying to control that clock. You got to think LaFleur is not going to want to really give Mahomes that much of time with the ball in general because he is still Patrick Mahomes. Um, the Chiefs, they are 2-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 14 games following a straight-up win. So they have not fared well with the spread after a straight-up win. So I, I didn't like the Chiefs anyway here laying the points with 2.5. I especially don't like them with 7.5. I think that's too way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be more than happy to take that with love over a touchdown, no problem. And, but I really like the under as a goal at 54. Yeah, when when you play Mahomes uh, after two bad performances, you go, <coughs> uh, I got COVID. Uh, I'm going to sit out this week. <laughs> I don't want this guy to embarrass me. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what's going on this week. Because even Rodgers was on uh, McAfee show and he's saying, yeah, guys go through their rough times or whatever. Because looking back at Rodgers' first two games, the New Orleans games, yeah. uh, he had three points. He was absolutely terrible. The second game, he played the Lions. It was the worst team in NFL. Watching that game, he was missing a lot of the throws. But what happened in the third game against the 49ers, he was slinging all over the place because he had two straight games where he didn't do too well. So that's what I feel like is going to happen with Mahomes here. I think he's going to be slinging all over the yard okay. here this week. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll be on the lookout for it. You know, if oh, yeah. it happens, I'll be giving you all the praise for it for sure. But I'm going to need a little praise later on the show on a certain game we're going to talk about later. Okay. But uh, the next game, we got the Sunday night game. We got the Titans at the Rams. Pretty interesting matchup. No Derrick Henry, unfortunately. My fantasy football team is officially dead. So that's know. great. Um <laughs> So the Rams are officially a seven and a half point favorite. The over under us 54. Where are we going? Uh, it's funny that just bringing up that fantasy wise, I just want to throw some, I th- threw something on some like uh post for a board. It's like fantasy football. I'm like, stay away from Derrick Henry. He's not worth the value. He's overworked the last two years. Holy hell, man. I never see notifications going off on my phone. I got like a hundred. <laughs> You're an idiot. Like you don't mess with fantasy football guys. Cause they're just yeah. regular Joe blow guys. I have no clue what they're doing. Oh yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, Holy shit. I was just putting the thing up there. Just don't take them early. <laughs> Jesus. Like <laughs> start the conversation. What happened? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm never posting anything in this again. I'm not helping people out. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, that gets hurt. He never gets hurt. He's out for the <laughs> exactly. year. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All right. So we're going to jump into the game. Sorry. Um, I'm going with the Titans under 23 and a half. And I'm actually just as confident in this, this game as I was with the Patriots and their under points. So we got the first game without Derrick Henry, and it's mm-hmm. on the road. So I do not expect the Titans run game to work at all here. I mean, Adrian Peterson, I just feel like when you play for a couple teams, he, he looked good on some of the bad teams. But I just feel like he's getting way too old here. I just don't see them. This is his first game. They're not going to give him a workload or anything. I just do not see it at all. So yeah. Um, this game is going to be in Tannehill's hands. Uh, 
Um, there was one game this season where Tannehill actually faced a team in the top 10 in sacks. There was only one team this year, and that was the Cardinals. They lost 13-38. to 38. They got dominated. This is the same type of team. They're facing the Rams, who are second in the NFL in sacks. So I don't see the Titans offense doing anything in this game. So definitely give me the under 23.5 points uh, for the Titans because this over-under is just way too high anyway. These Rams games over-unders are just crazy. The problem is that the Rams are just giving up. They're putting up their 30. Like some games, the Rams are putting up in the 30s and are just letting teams get garbage points at the end of the game. And they're hitting like over these 50s Mm -hmm. like last week against the Texans. That game had no business going over. Um, but I just feel like the Rams are going to dominate this game. And I, I, 23 and a half points is a lot of points to face a good defense like the Rams who are playing in a night game at home. So, Yeah, so this game in general, uh, mm-hmm. I like I love the Rams here, minus seven and a half. Uh, Tennessee's rush D, uh, DVOA is ranked 28th in the NFL. I think Henderson's going to have a really big game. Mm-hmm. The Rams are fourth in passing yards, and Tennessee is 24th in passing yards allowed. This is just a recipe for disaster, Russ. I mean, mm-hmm. the Rams' defense is ranked number one. I mean, actually, uh, sorry, their offense is ranked at home. They're the mm-hmm. best offensive team at home this year and overall in the NFL. I mean, this could get real ugly real fast. Stafford should be slinging. I mean, everything should just be working out really well here. Uh, mm-hmm. The heart of this team is out of here. And a lot to put on Tannehill's shoulders over here. So I'm all about the Rams minus 7.5. I don't want to touch that over-under just like you. I didn't have anything with that. But the mm-hmm. the Rams minus 7.5, I'll be more than happy to lay that. Yeah, there's the new exciting teams of the season, like picking up Stafford. The Rams are one of those teams that had the big excitement coming into the season. Those teams always play in those night games, and they always take care of business, it seems. They took care of business early in the season against the Bears. They end up winning by 20 points in that game that was controlled the whole time. I just You always see these exciting teams you know, get going. I mean, remember the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Every time they played in the night mm-hmm. game, they took care of business easily. Like these, the Rams are a contender to make the Super oh, Bowl. No They're doubt. a great team. And I'm surprised Stafford should actually, if you guys are looking at MVP odds, Stafford's like third or fourth or something. He should be the favorite right now at MVP because that team's going to win, say, 12, 13 games anyway. They're going to win yeah. a ton of games. And you had that stat earlier in the season about, uh, MVPs usually win about a certain amount of games. I remember you said something like that. But yeah, yeah. There's. I remember. I, I don't have it on top yeah, of me right it was now. Something but there like was twelve or thirteen. Yeah, they fall in that twelve, thirteen range for the most mm-hmm. part. It's usually quarterbacks. So if mm-hmm. you think they're going to get to that range, which they probably are, they're a great team. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of value. Let me check that out real quick since uh, since I got everything. Yeah, because right Staff- Stafford's having a quiet season. Everyone's going to be all over Kyler, but. You don't know what he's going to do. He could get, he's been getting banged up all season anyway, too. So you never know if he's even going to make a full season or he'll, he might miss a couple games. You never know what'll happen. Well, actually, he's second in, uh, all right. So he's now. moved he's up in the three way tie. He's six to one with Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. The favor right now is Josh Allen at plus 250. So that's what we're looking at mm-hmm. here. But six to one, mm-hmm. I think that's a really viable, uh, bet for sure. Yeah, he's having a great season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would be all over that, Russ. I think that's a really good find by you right there. Mm-hmm. Six to one anytime is always a great bet, so I can never mm-hmm. argue that. So finally, Monday night, talk about a stinker over here as well. We got the Chicago Bears at the Steelers. Uh, Steelers are now a six-point favorite. The over-under, Russ, is 40. What are we doing with this game? Yeah, I actually had the Bears here. Uh, so mm-hmm. these teams are basically identical in how they play. So you got both of these teams, they're top five in sacks on defense, and then both of the teams are two of the worst offenses in the NFL. 
Um, so when you have an identical team and a perfect matchup here, you definitely want to take the points all day here, especially the Steelers who, what, they're four and three now. I think they're overrated. I still think that they're going to go under in their win total. They have a bad offensive line. Uh, Mac missed last week, so he should be back this week. Uh, that's why the defense looked bad last week for the Bears. So um, 20 to 17, ugly type of game. I see the Bears covering this game. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I love the Bears in this spot. Um, it was at six and a half where I liked it. I would still take it at six. It's going down shockingly. Mm -hmm. uh, the Steelers pulling off that win. By the way, it was a terrible play call. I don't care what anyone says. That fourth down play where the tight end just bailed him out completely, juggled that ball and got it was a horrible throw by Ben. Like he just mm -hmm. got completely bailed out. It was a bad call. It just worked out for them. Tomlin's not usually known for those kind of bad calls, but it's just those analytics. Like they just blame everything on analytics. You could just do whatever play, be like analytics. Doesn't matter. Like it's like, oh, the numbers said this. Like who no one's looking at the numbers. People are just being more ballsy when it comes to these plays, but they're not good plays. But it just worked out for them. They're able to pull off it's, that win. It, the funny part is unless you're unless you're betting the game, it won't work out for you. But when you just turn the TV on and you have a random game that you're just watching for fun. Yeah. Which is which was that uh, game? Very rare. <laughs> but which was that game? Because yeah. I had no action in that. You game. You watch but... these coaches you're like, what the hell are they doing? And they get away with it. I saw Sean Payton do this at the end of the Saints Bucks game. They there was like a I can't remember the exact details. There was like a minute forty. They literally had to just run the ball, and they're throwing like incomplete passes and stopping the clock. They're like, okay, Brady's now going to get the ball back, but somehow they got lucky and ended up winning the game at the end. Um, but I saw the remember the Broncos game Broncos at the end of the game. They threw an incomplete pass on second down. You're like, holy shit, just your defenses. They ended up letting the Redskins almost get the ball back. Well, they did get the ball back. They they threw the incomplete on second down. And then that's when they fumbled on third down by running the ball. So um, it was just ugly that teams are starting to you're you don't have Mahomes or Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers to be. Those are the teams that are allowed to throw the ball and get trying to get aggressive. When other team that you want to make sure if the other team doesn't have any timeouts left and you have an average quarterback, don't try to get cute. Mm -hmm. Just just run the damn ball and run the clock out. Yeah, or kick a field goal. Jeez, like what's wrong with kicking a field goal nowadays, Ross? It's unreal. Like it's like <laughs> exactly. it's like no one wants to kick a field goal anymore. There's like there's like a whole fourth quarter, and then no one wants to kick a field goal. Yeah, until they miss it, you say, "What the hell are you thinking? Why did you guys kick the field goal?" No, no, <laughs> I know. Take points anytime you can. That's unnecessary. Yeah. But you know what? The Steelers, they really haven't been that good. They've beat mm. two teams this year by more than six points. The Buffalo game was the outlier. That was kind of mm. like a game where the Bills didn't really take that game seriously for the most part. And then they beat Denver, which Teddy Bridgewater was all banged up anyway. He was kind of hurting that game. It wasn't a, a fully healthy Bridgewater, so you kind of got an injured quarterback there. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a fool's gold, if you will. This team doesn't really blow out teams. They just got lucky a couple times doing that. I love the Bears here, plus six. I think they should have a little bit more fight. I wish Nagy wouldn't coach this team at all i think they're better without him coaching because he's fucking terrible but mm -hmm. i really like the bears here i think this is a great spot for him and i'm right there with you mm -hmm. definitely all right but that'll do it for our nfl card guys remember to comment like all that good stuff you know you guys got any questions we'll be more than happy to answer them but we're gonna get into the college card over here got a mm -hmm. couple big games this week the card's a little light but we got found some good games that you know i think a lot of people are betting that's why we're gonna cover them here the first game we got is Auburn at Texas A&M, minus four and a half. The over-under us is 50. What are we doing here? 
Yeah, me and Chris were going at it with that Auburn old Miss last week. I was oh, saying, really? uh, no, I was, uh, well, I wasn't betting on Ole Miss, so I was, it was, it was a li <laughs> little bit on my side. I was just surprised when you said I got uh, Auburn. I was like, whoa, hold on a second, what's yeah, going you know on? Something's up. I'm taking Auburn. Uh, definitely wouldn't argue with you with Ole Miss giving points on the road. You can't play defense, so definitely yeah. uh, smarter side on Auburn. I think I was just being bullish because I have the Auburn under on their wins for the season. But yeah, I see Auburn's three of their next four games. They're going down actually. So this is one of them right here: Texas A&M at home. Um, Auburn's ranked 12th and Texas A&M's ranked 13th. Again, we talked about these crazy rankings. I was wrong last week. I just want to admit it real quick on Michigan. I couldn't believe Michigan State won that game. I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, but Michigan State, they're like the Iowa. You're going to see them fall apart. You saw Iowa get their ass kicked last week to Wisconsin. That's what's going to happen to Michigan State. Those guys, I'm sorry if you're a Michigan State fan, if you're watching this. You guys ain't got a damn chance. You ain't making the top four. Okay, so moving on to the Texas A&M game. Um, Auburn's actually coming off a couple big wins, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Um, now they have to travel on the road. They're playing a hot Texas A&M team who have been beating down the past couple weeks some bad teams, but they also beat Alabama. So they've been on a hot streak ever since they did beat Alabama. Auburn hasn't won three games in a row all season. They won two in a row two times, and both times they played good teams. So the first time they won two in a row, they lost to Penn State by eight points. And then the second time they played Georgia, and they lost by 24 points. So facing Texas A&M at home off two straight conference wins, I just don't see it happening here. 31 to 20 type of game, I'll take Texas A&M. What was the score you said? Uh, 31 to 20. 31 and 20. Okay. Nice little blowout win. Uh, not so fast, Russ. We're going to uh, ride the Tiger train a little bit longer. Oh, and speaking of that Michigan game, I did like the over in that game. That over did hit mm -hmm. to a yeah, lot of people's like that, because yeah. that was an over line for that game. Everyone loved that under. So just let nice. the record be known. I was all that. over that over. Nice. But I'm going to ride the Auburn one more time here. And I got a few points with Auburn that I really like here. Uh, Texas A&M schedule has not really been that strong. Not that great of a schedule this year, especially for an SEC team. Pretty cupcake kind of schedule. Uh, Auburn's had a much harder schedule this year. I do like Spiller for Texas A&M. He's kind of the engine that runs that Aggie team for the most part. Um, you talked about Auburn's only losses this year were Georgia and Penn State, which Penn State was great at the beginning of the year. So that was, you know, that was a good loss. And of course, Georgia's awesome. So anyone that loses to Georgia, that's just whatever. That's just you take that off the board. Let that be. But Texas A&M this year is one in ten off of back to back straight up against the spread wins. That one cover just came last week against a really bad South Carolina team. So that one win that they had right there, that was it right there. So back-to-back straight-up wins have not fared well for Texas A&M. So I'll take the points with the, the Tigers here, plus four. This will probably be the last time I take them unless things get crazy over here. But uh, Bo Nix has still been pretty solid. Yeah, your boy uh, Bo Nix over here. You put Bo him Nix in for season. Heisman. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah nah, not quite, my friend. Now, but, now it's all coming back to me now from last nah, week. No, nah, no, I don't have like a 1,001 on Bo Nix <laughs> or anything but i'll take i'll take the tigers plus four and a half i'll, I'll be your mm -hmm. huckleberry fin I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take that texas a&m was playing weird early in the season it's funny that they actually were like i was watching some ugly game they played colorado early in the season i'm like how are they playing with colorado right now i think colorado almost won the game so and then all of a sudden texas a&m beats alabama they're just mm -hmm. they're one of those teams that they could win by 20 in this game or they could lose outright. So you, they're just, it's, they're one of those teams that you hot and cold, you have no clue what they're going to do. So, 
So, yeah, um, so Russ is going to go with AM. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Auburn. Little going mm-hmm. opposite sides. Once again, we'll see what happens. But Definitely. we got another big marquee game, uh, kind mm-hmm. of a weird game. This is, was a really intriguing game to me. I never thought this would be a big game on the card. This, this has been a program that has been on the rise, that's starting to get a little bit no, notoriety, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. Liberty at Ole Miss. Uh, the line is currently at nine and a half. Uh, the over under is 67 and a half. Noon kickoff for us. Where are we going here? In this type of game, Ole Miss at home after they just played like crap against Auburn last week. I just feel like they can put up some points. but it, And this could be an upset type of game with Liberty. So I think Liberty can keep this close enough. But I just see this Ole Miss at home always puts up a lot of points. So I could definitely see this game. I don't see it being some defense type of game. I'm looking back at these games. You got 52-51 against Arkansas. We got a 61 to 21 at home against Tulane, 43-24 Louisville game. Tons of points being scored in these games. I I'd ride with the over in an old miss game at home. So that's what I'm that's my take on that. So game. you're riding the over here, over 67 yeah, and a half. Oh, noon kickoff, here. nice little uh, wake up uh points galore. I wake can up, it. Yeah, early game, no defense. That's what I like to say. All right, I like that. Uh <laughs> so I was looking at a lot of things with this game. I watched the game last week because you know we both had different sides to a new we we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about. So I watched it a little bit. Well, actually, I watched a good amount of it. Matt Corral, I'll tell you what. He's throwing a ball like he's throwing like a hundred mile an hour fastball at guys like five yards away, and the guys weren't catching it. He's just been kind of funky a little bit of late, and his ankles banged up now. But I think he should be good to go. His two top wide receivers, Sanders and Drummond, are also banged up as well. So his top weapons mm. are hurt here. Ole Miss defense got exposed last week. Their defense has not been that good. Liberty, uh, talk of the town, Malik Willis. He's going to be a first-round pick. Both these quarterbacks are going to be first-round picks this year, so that's kind of a fun little thing to look at uh, about Willis. He leads the team in rushing uh, rushing uh, yards and TDs with nine TDs, and he's also thrown for over two, uh, almost 2,000 yards with 21 TDs. His two wideouts are freshmen, Daniels and Douglas. They've been great, so the future's bright for Liberty here. Uh, Ole Miss, this might be a little bit of a look-ahead game. They're playing Texas A&M next week. That's a big game for them on the card. So, And Liberty is ranked 10th in college football in total yards. I understand their, their strength schedule isn't that good, but the offense has been pretty dynamite. I And this is a defense that does suck, and they should be able to score on regardless. Give me Liberty plus 10. Uh, I think I think if you're in double digits here, I think the back door is more than available here as well because you know Liberty's going to give it their all. This game was circled the entire year, this game. This game's very important to this program. And if they can actually pull an upset off against an SEC school like this that had some, you know, has a really good record, you know, that, that would be a big, big notch on the program for them. And, and I know that they've been in talks of probably joining a conference, maybe like Conference USA or something like that. So a win like this could get them a little more, uh, you know, recognition to like a, a conference because I believe they're uh, an independent. So this is, you know, they're looking to get into a conference. Nice. Yeah. So we'll jump into the last game. You actually, uh, this is one of your bets you do really like this week. Uh, looks like Arizona State's minus nine against USC. You like Arizona State this week? Yeah, it actually went up even more. We're at nine now. I'm sorry. I was looking at a recent. I wasn't looking at the uh, okay. recent line. I think I had a line from a yesterday. My bad. Uh, okay. I know it's been Where back and forth now? with like eight and nine and everything okay. like that. Let me see the official line here. Uh, all right. So we're at minus eight and a half. The over under 60, mm-hmm. Russ. You know my hatred of the Sun Devils. I cannot stand the Sun Devils. I hate them. You know, they're just... 
nothing's good about it. the maroon color is gross it's just pure throw up you know it's just nothing good comes from the sun devils they do that thing in the college basketball where they go behind a curtain and do something weird just i've been to tempe plenty nice, nice little <laughs> nice little party party town over there i've been to the library over there their bar there nice little scene there but just puke maroon just garbage over here but you know me. I don't bet with my heart. I bet with I'm my sorry, head. I'm sorry, Arizona State fans. He's from Arizona, just so everyone knows. Oh, oh, this guy? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Just want to make sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. Arizona Wildcat over here. But anyway, I know my, my team, my football team's not doing – they're one of the worst Power 5 teams in the – maybe the worst in the entire country, Power yeah, 5. Right. They're absolutely horrible. But the oh. basketball team, I think they're going to have a nice little showing this year. Maybe I'll talk about them on Twitter. But uh, anyway. So USC, they beat barely beat Arizona 41 to 34. Uh Arizona actually hung in that game, which was really sad for a USC <laughs> team. That's just been, you know, they had such high expectations. The coach got fired, and now everything's just been going downhill. Arizona State, they lost 21 to 34 to Washington State on their homecoming, which is truly embarrassing. Now they're laying eight and a half. They're coming off double revenge against USC. The last two times they played ASU was a dog of 11 and five. The last two meetings for us, the last time they were a favorite 2013. Now they're oh, wow. an eight and a half point favorite. And there were some good sun devil teams that were in that mm-hmm. span, you know, like they have been a pretty good football program and for them not to be a favorite since 2013 speaks volumes. Not there. Now that they're an eight and a half point favorite. And this team has kind of underachieved as well. Like USC uh, Daniels, uh, the quarterback for ASU has been mediocre, but the defense has gotten a lot better for the Sun Devils uh, than the Trojans. And Slovis for USC has not been consistent. He's just not been good. But uh, Rashad White, the senior running back for ASU, should be playing. That's their best weapon on offense. The Sun Devils are 5-0 and in their last five games, following a double-digit loss at home. So Herm gets these guys in a good state of mind here after an embarrassing loss. And the line is speaking to me, Russ, a little bit of line reading. You know, this is big for a reason. Uh, I see the Sun Devils routing the Trojans here. Yeah, it's funny. I wish my thing would load already. I think I might be uh, trying to check out Arizona State here. Yeah, I think Arizona State's a nice little play this week, actually. They're looking good. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams have been very underachieving over here, but mm-hmm. uh, this line is high for a reason, Russ. Uh, they're begging you to take the USC over a touchdown you're getting. Mm-hmm. Again, it just does not pan out. And I see the bet percentages on USC, and I'm looking at the game. Uh, I don't know if you said it, Arizona State coming off a minus 16 favorite against Washington State last mm-hmm. week. So that's definitely huge whenever – Playing oh, and that was a home game too. So only and scoring it was 20. Yeah. I love home when it's like too. yeah. I love when it's like a back to back home game. So something like Arizona State only put up twenty one. Teams usually get right back on offense. Mm-hmm. I could see them putting up in the thirties. That's like kind of like the Chiefs this week. They had a home game against the Giants, only put up twenty. Now they got a back to back home game where the team usually gets right. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, and uh, Arizona State, they should just enjoy their players this year because they're going to lose a lot of them due to recruiting mm-hmm. violations. So who knows if Herm Edwards is going to oh, be there wow. next year or so. They got a lot of trouble going on with their recruiting right now. So uh, there will be a different Sun Devil team next year. So enjoy your guys now because uh, they're going to be cracking down on these guys. Yeah, it's it's whoever – everyone does it. It's whoever can cover it up better, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it's here nor there. <laughs> 
Oh, All right. Well, that'll do it for us, guys. Uh, covering everything NFL, college football. We had Anthony on. Thanks for having him on for the DFS look over here. Uh, a lot of good insight on these games, guys. Uh, re- remember, join the Sharp app. What are you guys doing? Uh, the Discord, a lot of great information, uh, betting. You can talk to all the handicappers, just like Russ and myself. Guys, betting on every sport going on right now. Basketball's going on, and baseball mm-hmm. just finished. But, you know, there's there's guys betting everything, and there's a lot of good handicappers on there that specialize in certain sports. So it's good to follow that as well. And so be sure to join that Discord. Use my code free EBOM. You'll get the first month off free on may pretty much so free first month take advantage but check it out you know you'll see what the hype's all about so download that sharp app from the google store or apple store play you know all that good stuff so russ uh any final words here yeah just the guys help us out um if you watch the video just hit the like button below helps us out get more followers and make sure you guys subscribe again uh, check out the Sharp app. We got a lot of great guys on there. I mean, you got Statsational. He also puts up stuff with uh, survivors for NFL each week, and he puts up free picks as well. So just keep an eye on everyone else, guys. And if you guys have any questions, you can see our picks every weekend um, that we're going big on. Uh, we talk about the games every week, but um, once it gets to the weekend, we get serious and we know which plays we're actually going to go big on. So um again help us out hit the like button subscribe guys and uh it's going to be another great weekend absolutely let's tackle that board let's go